We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hill. It is going to be a wrestling-dominated show today. Why? Because wrestling is marching on while a lot of other sports are kind of at a standstill. So, of course, we're going to be having a wrestling. We're going to sneak in some UFC talk as well. And then, you know, just whatever else pops to mind, man. We're, we're here speaking to you guys. We're filling out these shows as best as we can. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll throw, you know, little stuff in here or there. It'll be a little less, you know, structured as some of our other shows are. But that's what makes for a good show. Um, kicking this one off, Dre, this is my last show in my uh, in my little closet cubby area, which I've turned into like a mini studio. I will uh, no longer be secluded here because my kids come into town this week. So yeah. this will officially be their room and closet. So this is a uh, you know kind of like I'm, I'm here. I'm reminiscing. Had had some good times in this makeshift little uh, little closet area that I that I've made. The quality of the podcast has gone up like times ten. I have to figure <laughs> this out uh, now that you know I'm, I'm being displaced by the children, and it's crazy because. We, we see all of this stuff in, in our group chat. Um, I forgot to even put this on a rundown. But in our group chat, the head of the NABJ 
was traveling on a plane. It was like, oh, I'm going to see somebody. And then, boom, catches the Rona. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, fuck. But it, it's weird just being in these times where you, you kind of, like, one, my kids were coming out here. Like, it was spur of the moment. Their mom was like, yo, do me a solid. She currently has, like, six kids, um, including them. So I'm sure she is not prepared to have six kids in their house 24-7. So she was like, yo, can you, the kids come early and see you? It's like, of course. Like, that's something that no one's going to say no to. But yeah, kids come chill with me. The crib is empty. They got a full room here. Might as well. But it now it's put me in this weird mode where I have to go searching for, like, survival kit shit. Because <laughs> I don't leave the house. I don't need masks. I don't need gloves. I don't need craziness. It's crazy how none of these are readily available. Yeah. Nothing we need is readily available right now. No, it's, it's, it's tough out like, there in the streets. Are you fucking man. kidding? What you, what you going to do? Like, I mean, for me, uh, I scored toilet paper. Even though I have toilet paper to last me to, like, October, I just happened to be in the store early, and I was like, oh, shit, toilet paper. And the fact that I had to go, oh, shit, toilet paper. <laughs> I did. Was I bought like, some extra rolls like, just for the hell of it, too. Yeah, I was like, is this the world we're living in right now? And it's crazy because, like, out here in Vegas... I think we've only had like 112 deaths total and like only 2,000 cases, whereas like New York has like 100 and something thousand cases, something wild yeah. like that. Yeah, and something crazy. Lots and lots of deaths. So, but you know, you still got to protect yourself. You don't want to roll the dice and take take a risk. Like I'm still scared to have my niece and nephew over here because my niece goes over to her father's house where they always got like 10 kids over there. And I'm like, yo, any one of them kids can have the Rona. So you got to yeah. stay where you're at. Yeah, but when you talk about going out to buy stuff, it's like it's crazy how like the things that you would normally go get are just not available. Disinfectant spray, good luck. I haven't been able to come across that. And fortunately, when I had uh, my daughter, we just bought so much disinfectant spray and wipes and all that stuff. <laughs> and we're, we've been good for a long time. But I was like, man, you can't even get this stuff. It's like selling crack. No, crack nah. is easier to get than this stuff. This is like <laughs> Peruvian white. Like something like super duper like crazy something really <laughs> it ain't even been stepped on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like that. It's some some shit and push your T bars. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. I got like one can of Lysol that I'm guarding with my life. Lysol disinfectant spray, and then yeah, so you know you have to go grab the kids. I'm gonna have a full house. It's been a, a hot second since I've had a full house because. Me and the kids traveled for like our Christmas vacation and went to Disneyland and stuff. So the crib is going to be crazy. So it's just a forewarning. If you guys hear ruckus in the background during our upcoming podcast, you know that I have my three little wild monkeys with me now. So that is probably it. They're probably fighting because that's what teenage girls do. And I now have two teenage girls. So yeah, there might be a tussle, might be a ruckus. I might have like my own mini, you know, women's money in the bank match going on behind me. Who knows? These these little girls are crazy. So that's uh, one thing that I'm preparing for this week. And as we, you know, we just roll through and kind of into our show. The other thing is that it's like, you know, you, we kind of looked for stuff to take our minds off of this because I'm, I'm done with the Trump talk. I'm done with like people losing their fucking minds on social media. It's driving me crazy. Um, 
So on social media before yesterday, which we'll talk about WWE and um, the talent cuts that dominated social media recently. But over the weekend, there was an unexpected reprieve on social media from all the bullshit. And Dre, there was a wrestling after dark extravaganza. If that's what you want to call it. It was a two night event. It was like mania. It was a scary two night event. It it I'm I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't the best booking. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the the top tier talent was few and far between. But it's, you know, an A for effort. It's how you use the talent, Dre. It's like going to a GCW show. Is everyone a blue tripper? No. But some people you know they use props. There, there was, you know, there was some some creativity there. I so I want to applaud everyone partaking in wrestling uh, after dark. You know, we're two grown ass married men. I feel like we're we're past the wave, but we can appreciate what they did. And shout out to Faye Jackson for being hilarious during this whole thing. She's just hilarious. Period. So funny, so funny. She put on like a. A money onesie, not a onesie, but like a one-piece bathing suit, and talk about having a battle with Shane McMahon for all the money, and she was showing all the goods. I was like, Faye, don't hurt him, Faye. It was, it was, a, it was a crazy, crazy weekend. And then I say all that to say this: there's always someone who fucks up the party, always someone who messes up the fun. And this came. What's the journalist kid's name? I didn't even look at this kid's name. His name is Brad Shepard. Like, and I only know his name because he's everybody shits on him. That's the only reason why I know his <laughs> name. And I guess he went on. Uh, he posted an article like the best five um, looks from Twitter after dark. It's like, don't do that. Like, man, look, we're all starving for content, right? Like, everybody wants content, but that shit was so corny. And he posted, and I was like, dog, don't do that. And he just compromised the entire thing. So, um. Yeah, Got I mean, shut down for being dude. Brad Shepard is the ops. Like, come on, man. What yeah, are you doing? But I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, I woke up, looked at Twitter. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then I started looking and I was like, well, this is, you know, like every porn star isn't a beautiful porn star. Right. There's a lot of busted ass porn stars out there that don't need to be doing porn. This was kind of similar to that all access. Like, well, shit, if you're doing it, I'm doing it. Everybody was just jumping in. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know that um, that Shannon Sharp gif? Where he's yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that was me when I was scrolling. I was like, all right, I've had enough of this. Like, I'm not saying I wanted this shut down, but, like, some people, you, man. Oof. I mean, look. Listen, Dre, I, we I, appreciate I, all body types and uh, physiques and and face mugs on this on this podcast so we shall not body shame or uh look there's more look shaming crack that claw there's more look shaming than anything some people just they they look a little wild in the face but i'm just going to chalk that up to the quarantine people don't got hairdressers they can't go to nail salons um dudes can't get haircuts some people are looking rough yo i want to defer from that right quick because you like the don't rush challenge is really taking over social media and um, there's a scary aspect of this to me because the scary part is, like, look, man, I'm married, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. I see my wife every day, and I see her at the worst, <laughs> and I can see what happens yeah. when it gets the best. But some of y'all, god damn, like, 
that like the before the transformation and the don't rush challenge like yo it really shows how much people make themselves up and i'm not just talking about women i'm just talking about individuals like because there were men in the challenge too it's just like it's like the cleanup challenge like how well can you clean up and it's interesting because uh people talk about like natural beauty and all that stuff man listen i i, I hate when people say <laughs> it's a little overrated like, well, no, I just hate when people say, oh, man, you're natural, naturally beautiful. And, like, clearly you have your eyebrows drawn on. You got your makeup on to cover up those blemishes. That's not naturally beautiful. That's just that's just not – that's just made up, right? It's like anything else. But it was like, man, I was looking at those Don't Rush challenges and some – like, there's, obviously there's just some beautiful people out there regardless. But the links that some people go through to look a certain way – because in some cases – you see a don't rush challenge and I'm looking at them before and after and I'm like, holy shit. One, they're a completely different person. Two, there are some people in there before that looks better than their after because they did too damn much. Yo, it that's the first thing I thought. I don't I don't think anybody else thought that but me. But I was like howling because I was like, yo, these it's, this is like I don't need, I don't know, man. Like I ain't gonna lie like to a complete you. makeover. I, I agree. I thought that to myself, I had to keep it quiet. But some of those befores, I was like, ah, oh, like a guy waking up next to you in the morning going to be like, yo, who is this? It's like Man. one of those, like whose mans is it? It's one of those things. Like, yo, you don't, this person don't look like that person. Yeah, It's like, dude, some people just clean up well in terms of different clothes, a little bit of makeup here. But some people, it's like a complete, because it's not just hair, right? It's like. Some of y'all ain't got no eyebrows. It's called what it is. It's like, I mean, I'm just saying. And then you be like, you know, the eyebrows are really drawn on. And then it's like, some you got really bad skin. It's just called what it is. And then when I see you with this, it's like, yo, there's so many things that go into this challenge. And I'm like, wow. Because we were joking. We did like a family. Um, my, my family is like silly. So they, they haven't figured out house party and Zoom. So they use like Google Duo, which is like whatever. But we had like the my my uh, brother in law. He's like twenty eight. He was like, "Hey, why don't we do the don't rush challenge?" Immediately, I was like, "No," and like the older <laughs> people in the family and I and like my mother in law was like, "Well, you know how long it's gonna take me to get?" I'm like, "No, I'm good. Like this is just too much." It's like, "Don't rush." I, look, the challenge is cute, but man, y'all, some of y'all like car. It's like carving a sculpture with some of y'all. God damn, I don't know how long it took some of y'all to get ready. <laughs> I will I'll tell you this in the quick mini story time. I'll never forget. It was like three months after. Yeah, it was like three or four months after like my marriage ended, and I was back in Vegas. Me and my girlfriend I moved back for had broken up. Whatever, whatever. Uh, I was finally in a place where okay, I had my own crib. I had like my roommates were my friends and all this. So it was like three of us. We started going out. We we're going to the strip. I'll tell you this: if anyone's been to Vegas or they live in Vegas, they know where I fucked up immediately when I say this. So we decided to go to the strip and get drunk. We went to Carnival Court. Oh, God. M mistake number one. So we're at Carnival Court. It's like between, I don't know, like the Wynn Hotel and, and nothing. Like whatever the hell is the next closest thing. And like the Flamingo. So we're like, all right, cool. I know the DJ. We're chilling there. We get free drinks. So we went, got our free drinks, wristbands. We're chilling. And I remember I saw someone I knew from high school. And I, I loosely knew her. I knew her, like, brother in high school. 
and he was cool and she was maybe two years younger than us so i really didn't know her like that dark-skinned chick whatever so she comes up she's with her friend two of her girlfriends whatever they come up we're drinking they're not drinking our shit they're drinking whatever they're drinking because i'm not sharing my free drinks so i'm cool i'm drinking i'm getting a little drunk me and my dudes are getting drunk and then she comes over and she whispers like yo you know what i had the biggest crush on you when we were younger and mind you this chick is now like maybe six one damn if i had to yeah she's like six one at this point yeah, I'm six foot. She's taller than me. So she's six one and she got heels on. She's like, yo, I got the big I had the biggest crush on you, all this. I was like, oh, cool. Whatever. All right. And at this point, I am swasty. So I'm, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. My man's taps me. And he's like, yo, her? And that's it. That's all he said. Her? I just gave him the Jordan shrug. Cause I was like, yo, I don't think she looks that bad. Mind you, I hadn't seen her since high school. So I was like, whatever. And then we're dancing on the dance floor, chilling. At some point, I think at this time it was before it was controversial. Some R. Kelly comes on and shit. So she's like grinding on me. And then she kind of like turns to do like that chested, you know, that the front to front type winding, grinding shit. And I'm like, cool. She throws one leg up on the waist. I'm like, all right. She like puts her head on my shoulder. And I remember this because I had like this white and gray cardigan that was so fucking fly. And I like broke it out for that day. And she puts her face on my shoulder. It grinds, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Oh, I know where this is going. That dance finishes. (laughs) She goes to the bar. The lights kind of like cut back on a little bit. You know, they do like the strobe light shit. They start going to like faster music. The lights cut back on. My whole left side of my chest is just tan. And, and not like a good color. Like, this shit is like a pair of Tim's color. My entire white cardigan. And she, my, she's dark skin complexion. She's a little darker than me. I'm like, what the fuck happened to my sweater? My man's like, I told you. And I just remember looking like, yo, did she really leave her whole face on my sweater? And she, it, her makeup was three, four shades too light for her face. To the point where her neck was dark skin. Her face was light skin. It was like face of new Aunt Viv, chest and body of old Aunt Viv. Wow. And she left the whole shit on my white cardigan. When I say that still, it never came out of that cardigan. I was so tight. And she's still on my Facebook. Anytime she like comes up, I just think, it's like, this motherfucker ruined my cardigan. So mad. So I say all that because I never, ever trust another girl with pounds of makeup on her face. (laughs) For out of respect of my wardrobe. It sucks because ultimately the worst part about it is I hate that women feel like they have to do this to get some us and men were just as guilty about this bullshit because we're the ones that be like, yo, your titties look amazing and the titties be fake as hell. And so you you make other women feel insecure because it's like, man, my titties don't look like that because we're like looking at Kim Kardashian and drooling over and she's like made out of plastic. It's not fair and it sucks for women to have to deal with that. But at the same time, some of y'all just go too goddamn far 
And I don't know who you are anymore. Because then I see you, and I see you somewhere else. Like, I see you in the Don't Rush Challenge. Because, yo, there were a couple of Don't Rush Challenges with, like, celebrities or, like, influencers, whatever the hell you want to call them. And I was trying to figure out who they were before and after the transformation. And I was legitimately surprised when someone transformed. I was like, oh, that's you? Like, oh, my God. I would have never <laughs> guessed. Because that disguise you're wearing is something else. It's crazy. Yo, and make, makeup's gone up 10... What, I was single six years ago. So you would think from then to now, makeup has even gone so much further. Everyone does makeup tutorials. Everyone does the stupid little fake eyelashes, which are getting ridiculous. Like the, the eyelashes don't have to be six, eight inches long on your face. <laughs> you look like a weirdo. And then like there's 18 different million colors of eyeshadow. It, yo, you remember back... And I know this was more your day too, so I know you're gonna have you're gonna feel this. When girls were wearing the colored contacts. Dog. Oh my and they God. would switch that shit out. Like it's reaching those levels. Like where the color contacts matched the outfit. Like you wearing baby blue and you got blue contacts in? Come on, fam. Yo, my homeboy did that shit for a high school. One of my one of the boys I grew up with was like started wearing colored contacts. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Like and he's like He's like really dark skin, right? Like he's like really black, black. And he put on blue contacts. And he came over, like he used to walk to my house from his uh, his uh where his mom stayed at. So he would walk all the way over there and knock on my door and we take the bus together. It's like my boy from like high school. And I opened the door and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is wrong with you?" And he was like, "What?" And he's laughing. And I'm like, yo, black ass don't need to have these blue goddamn contacts. What's wrong with you? And he like goes to school and it's like. And I'm like, yo, nobody's going to believe this, right? Because we've all seen your eyes. Like, cut it out. So it, it's crazy. Like, and I, what sucks is, like, the color context, for instance, it gets so bad because it's the same thing with, like, fake boobs and fake everything else. It gets so bad that when you see somebody, like, and you see, like, a dark-skinned girl with, like, green eyes, you're like, hmm, she's got contacts on. And, and you don't even think that she might really have green eyes. It's the same thing, like... Me and my wife watch, like, shows and shit, and a girl with, like, nice titties comes on. My wife's like, she's, like, looking, trying to figure it out. Like, are those fake or real? And I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, I, I can't say, like, those look amazing. Like, I can't do that. I can't make my wife feel bad because they're, like, these triple Ds or whatever. But it's just, like, you never know anymore. You never Ever. know. Ever. It's. Like, there, there, was literally, there was literally a don't rush challenge with a girl that had, like, green eyes. And before the like her before transformation, she had brown eyes. And then I didn't know who she was. And then the green eyes came on. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Like, you've been hoodwinking <laughs> us for all this goddamn time and, and just letting people say, you got beautiful eyes. You a liar. Yeah. No, I'm, listen, I ain't going to hold you. And none of y'all know my ex-wife slash baby mama. But people say that shit about her all the time. She's worn the same exact color contacts since she was 12 years old. So people don't know what her real eyes look like. That's, cra that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like, since the day I met her and before. So, we met at 14. Since before then, she's been wearing them. So, people are like, yo, she has the most beautiful eyes and all this stuff. And all this. And, like, her eye shape is really cool because it's, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, I don't know. Like, she has, like, cat eyes, kind of. But she's worn these hazel contacts from 12 years old through now. Like, she, she still wears, no one, only when she has to wear glasses, in which people really don't see her face like that, 
Any other time, she's had these contacts in. She hasn't gone a day without these contacts. People would not know her real eyes. I don't know. It's like that's look, that's a commitment to the gimmick, fam. I, I like, feel even, like even Taker got to take off the hat and gloves every now and then. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like you know, if it makes you feel beautiful, do what you want, right? Like, it's, it's, cool. <laughs> it's like just don't yeah. do it to impress us, because when you try to impress us, like, and honestly, like this is the realest shit ever. I know not enough women listen to this podcast, but those that do, it's like <laughs> looks only really get you so far. Because the, the day that we wake up with you, we're just like, oh, all right, cool. Like, we, we're done. We're done with the looks part. Now we've got to deal with everything else. So it's like to do yep. stuff just to get in the door. Like, if you're doing it for that reason, in my opinion, it's the wrong reason. If you're doing it because you want to feel like, like if that makes you feel beautiful, not to other men, but just in general, go for it. Like, I wear fresh shit because I like fresh shit. I'm not really trying to attract anybody. I buy kicks because I like them. So I get that. It's just, man, I don't even know how we got here. And I, I didn't know. expect this podcast to be about this. So, but if you on. see me with the Jason Whitlock rug on my head, slap well, the shit out of me. Well, yeah, that's when I've gone that. too far. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> like you'd be like, yo, when, what's the line for Kel? You know what? When I got the Whitlock rug on top of my dome piece, just anyone listening, this, feel free, walk up, slap me, treat this like a twenty four seven title match, on site, because you know I've done lost my mind. All right, everyone, we'll get back to the show in a second. But just to let you know, with no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Let's get into some of the actual wrestling and we'll get to MMA here shortly as well. Um... On a more somber note, to switch this around, WWE made a lot of cuts this week uh, to talent. They furloughed producers. I'm sure people whose names we don't know throughout the entire company were let go as well. So it was a sad day at the top of the pro wrestling business. And we, I mean, you can touch on some of the people specifically who got let go. I mean, there's Rusev, there's Lil Rush, there's... Guys like that, uh, Aiden English, some, some real talented people got let go. Um, all of them have talent in their own right. But the other thing is, is like people are kind of really shocked by this. And WWE's letting people go and talent go. Yeah, they hoarded a lot of talent. This was probably long overdue. It sucks that they're letting them go in this climate where they can't get another job. Like, shit, you knew you were hoarding talent. Let them go six months ago. Um, But... Even with that being said, this isn't a WWE problem. One, this is a world problem. And two, it's a professional wrestling problem as a whole. Like, we look at New Japan. Those guys haven't worked in months since Wrestle Kingdom. Like, those, they're technically not let go. They're not, quote-unquote, furloughed. But they haven't worked in months. Are they getting a check? Look at all the people we know who lost out on bags WrestleMania weekend on those indie shows. 
Some shows may never come back. So there, this is a wrestling problem. And a lot of people using this time to attack WWE or Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon does a lot of dumb shit. Uh, hoarding talent included. XFL folding where the books show that 23% was looped into the WWE. Even though he said it wasn't. Um, that's probably dumb. But e even then, like, to make this into that, like, nah, it should be all about the talent and the talented people who lost their job. Um, friends of the podcast, Josiah Williams, was fucking killing it up until, like, three days ago. You know, I, I don't know if he's furloughed or, like, oh, whatever, but that kid's gonna bounce back on his feet, and it doesn't surprise me if they bring him back when all this shit is done. But, yeah, you know, you, you feel for those people, and that's what the conversation should be about. Because, I, I mean... We got plenty of time. Ain't shit going nowhere. We got plenty of time to discuss who's going back to New Japan or who's going to AEW. They ain't hiring no one now. No. So, yeah, well, you're right. Like, it, it sucks when... Like, I tweeted it. Because this isn't just about... Like, a lot of people, yes, they make a living. But nobody that... Like, I know quite a few wrestlers, indie, otherwise. And nobody gets in this business because they want to make a lot of money. Right? Because the grind is so... It's like being a journalist, right? Like people are like, oh, you got a journalist because it makes. I'm like, no, that's not it. If I eventually make a lot of, if you make a lot of money eventually, then it's like, yeah, that's great. But you got in for the love, and like pro wrestlers beat themselves up because they love pro wrestling, and the dream is to get to the WWE. And those that do just watch their dream disappear because of a pandemic. And people are like, oh, they're gonna land on their feet. Well, dude, right now there's nowhere to go. Nobody's like nowhere. running out signing people. And people are like, oh, he's going to go to AEW or he's going to go to Impact or New Japan or whatever. Right now, they're going nowhere. They're unemployed. And for those of you that don't know, like wrestlers are independent contractors, which means they're not salaried. So it's not like they get a severance or anything like that or benefits. You know, they're, they're 1099 employees. They like pro wrestlers, like if they had a union, it might help, but they don't. And uh, when you see these guys lose their jobs, you know... It's, they've lost their dreams. They've lost their, their way of living. And uh, it sucks. The thing is, though, while I'm happy that the WWE was overpaying a lot of them to do virtually nothing, they were hoarding talent, keeping them away, and they were trying to kill the indies. There is a benefit in that because if you're, uh, I mean, if you go from making like $300 a show until making like, what is it, the minimum on the main roster is roughly 200000 a year. Which sounds good in theory until you put expenses in that. Like I've talked to wrestlers, they gotta cover their own expenses. That's why they ride together. That's why they do all that shit. Yeah. But it's more than what they were making before, which is good. Um. But I wish, just like the UFC, I mean, pro wrestling pays way better than UFC. But I wish that there was like they were employees because it's not like they're independent contractors, but they can't go anywhere else. You know, it's like you can't take like Elias and Elias says, you know what? I'm going to go wrestle in New Japan this weekend. You can't do that, even though you're an independent <laughs> no. contractor. So I wish they were able to get money elsewhere, which means if, they, if they're going to be employees, treat them like employees with health care and benefits and all this other shit. It's not because they can't go and collect unemployment. They're just done. Like Kurt Hawkins was immediately online, like selling his wrestling gear. And yeah. it makes you wonder. It's like, damn, man, like shit's about to be rough for some of these cats. Maria Canellis is on maternity leave. Yeah, like she's, she's like she was on maternity leave. EC3 was on concussion protocol still. Um, you know, it just sucks. A lot of these guys, they're just not going to have the opportunity to work and do what they love to do. You know, say what you want, and we'll talk about them being an essential business. But some of them, 
You know, we said it a couple weeks ago. You got to save the fighters from the cell. You got to save the wrestlers from the cells because they do what they know how to do, which is wrestle. So if they get the opportunity to wrestle, they're going to wrestle, pandemic or not. But now it's gone. Now we can get down to the nitty gritty of it. Rusev getting like the first name that sticks out for a lot of people is Rusev, and for him it sucks because he spent so much time at this company and made chicken salad chicken shit on numerous occasions i'm actually watching yeah. like an old episode of nxt right now where he's there and he's like a lot stockier and i was like man how do you fuck this one up they fucked this one up the fact he, that they he had a couple of runs they fucked it up twice dog. they've done other people worse other people have never got off the ground no which is true but there is there has been no okay I have to think about this, but I don't think there's been a talent who has been able to get himself over with terrible gimmicks like Rusev. Rusev Ooh, Day terrible originally gimmick? terrible like terrible like writing like Ooh. dude League of Nations Rusev Day yeah, he that turned was that he turned that into gold like everything that he's done he's enhanced right and then he could he can mm-hmm. go like this Bobby Lashley angle was terrible and he can go. that was the worst of them all yeah. So the fact that he he got released, it's not an indictment on him because he's the type of guy that you look at, he'll immediately land on his feet. He's the guy who came up through the system. Like, because most guys fall back in the indies and you're like, oh shit, well, they're just going to be fine because they were like EC3 from Impact was a star. So it's like you think he'll be fine. Yeah. Most go back guys, to Impact. Yeah. Like, guys like be- No Way Jose, it's like yeah. I don't see anybody running out to go get No Way Jose. Like, I don't think no. anybody's really looked at him and said, oh, he's an amazing talent. Let's sign him. But a guy like Rusev, who came up through the WWE system, I guarantee you that, like, the New Japans and the AEWs are looking at him like, oh, well, fuck, we can, like, reinvent this guy. We can turn him into a million bucks. Yeah. and, that, and that's He'll turn himself into a million bucks. I mean, he's that good. He He's that good. But, um, then, but you look at guys like uh, the Colognes, it's over. I can't. They, I guess they're going to have to work in, like, Puerto Rico because... I don't know. They, I would, they, they would, you would think, you would think, but I saw C.J. Parker turn into Juice Robinson, and I still don't fucking like Juice Robinson, but it's a thing. But C.J. was in developmental, at least, so he had growing to do. The Colognes are like 30-something, 40, something like that. Yeah, Ain't nowhere shot. for them to go. It's over. I'm surprised Lucha House Party still got jobs, even though, allegedly, cuts are still going. Yeah, I don't but think they're I, um, I'm glad that they're there. Actually, because uh, you know, Lisa Dorado is fucking good. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who can really get off in other promotions. Holy like, shit. I'm sorry, I'm watching an old episode of NXT, and it's Angela Dawkins versus Tyler Breeze from 2014. Angela Dawkins is like cut. She's got some abs. She's not wrestling with like who is this guy? Ah, <laughs> uh, Angelo. Me, me and Angelo are on the weight loss program. Let give him time. Yo, dog. I'm gonna take a picture of this. This is crazy. <laughs> Angelo's blown up. Yeah, so a bit. so all these cuts, like a lot of the, the, the talent, like people were like, how could you let them go? Because they weren't fucking using them. Like you have to you have to cut your expenditures that are like high like high salaries on the books. You gotta get rid of those guys. And I yep. know somebody like Gallows and Anderson. Good. Yeah. They just signed those big ass contracts, but they weren't being used. No. I'm glad that they're I mean, I'm glad that they can go somewhere else and work. I'm not glad that anybody lost their job. I'm glad that they get, can get the opportunity to go elsewhere. Because if you know, not everybody that works for WWE, no matter how much they make, is happy. Nobody wants to be on the road doing nothing. 
That's yep. like the worst part for a lot of these pro wrestlers. I'm not going to say any names, but people that I've talked to, when they're on the road and they're not working, they're miserable. Like, no matter how much money you make, you're like, fuck, man, I ain't doing shit. So they get the opportunity to work and go to an AEW once this pandemic subsides or go to New Japan. Like, there's a lot of guys I like to see work. ROH needs a huge turnover. ROH should be the number one beneficiary of all this. Well, it just depends on how much money they got to pay people. Yeah, that's true. Because the, the they haven't been is, putting on any shows, like, but they the, they have a big backing, right? They have like a major company. Behind. I mean, they got Sinclair, but it's like, you know, if you come from like again, WWE was grossly overpaying talent to sit at home and do nothing. Like some guys are getting paid half a million and were barely on television. So you get paid a half a million to be barely on television, and then you go to Ring of Honor where they want you to work. And it's like the old WCW contract. Some guys are just like, because, but unfortunately, they're not in the contract. But some guys are going to scoff at the money that they might get. And they may just kind of write it out and hope a better offer comes around. Sorry, guys. That offer ain't coming. That WWE money, nah. that was crazy. Yeah, it's a different crazy. type of money. It was. was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to still be crazy. Dude, it's not like, once this is over, the WWE will bounce back. The, this yep. may be the best thing for them. Well, it may it may lead to an independent wrestling renaissance. It may lead to talent getting their opportunities elsewhere and rebuilding their names with other companies and kind of leveling the pelting field. Like, we all know, well, we all don't know because there's a lot of people that think WWE is amazing no matter what. WWE has not been good for the past no. few years. It just hasn't. It's been okay. They've had their bright spots. But if you, the indies were really pushing people, the Ring of Honors, the Evolves, the PWGs, and the the hoarding started with them because like Vince wanted to kill, it was like killing the regionals again. Like he was trying to kill the indies. And then he was trying to keep talent away from New Japan. There was no such thing as AEW. Um, Impact, he just wanted to hoard all the talent. Now if you put them back in the universe and hopefully these guys have a little bit of money to pay these wrestlers, you might see a renaissance. You might see talent that you were like, I didn't know he could do that. You might see Noah Hawaii Jose yeah. pop up in New Japan and be like, oh, shit, he can go. Because that's what usually what happens. These guys go elsewhere and get to work. It changes their whole thing. Yeah. But it's I hate seeing people lose their jobs, man. I hate seeing Drake Maverick cry. Like, that shit was rough. That was rough. And he's, I'm rooting for him to crush it in this Cruiserweight tournament. Um, By the way, we'll talk about NXT. This Cruiserweight tournament... Listen, I don't care if they swagger Jack New Japan or not. They're doing the round robin format. It's going to be amazing. Finally, someone was like, yo, let's not do a standard whack-ass bracket. This works somewhere else. How about we try it? Um, it's weird that it's for an interim belt, but whatever. I don't care. It's going to make for good wrestling. And then you, you touched on the WWE and their quality. And we'll, we'll get into like the weekly stuff in a second. I think this is going to make the product a lot better. You, you're going know. to have... I, you have to keep, quote-unquote, your essential workers. You have Zelina Vega with a stable of... People say what they want. All those guys can wrestle. And they were on four segments of Raw. Yeah. That's not going to be bad. If currently your least profile tag team is Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, you're okay. You're going to have... It does, but you have less talent 
to split between these riders. Currently, you have less riders. But when more riders come back, you have less talent for them to service. You can do added time and added attention. It's like a teacher in school. You give them a class size of 30, shit might get a little crazy. You give a teacher, regardless if they're the best teacher or the worst teacher, you give them a class size of 12, they're probably going to do something with it. And that's how riders go. Of course, everything has to go by Vince McMahon, and they'll still be corny and dumb shit. But there's less people underutilized, underdeveloped, and more people have more time. Right. What did wrestling matches average on Raw and SmackDown this past week? 18 minutes? 15 minutes? Yeah. That's that's better already. Regardless of the storylines, how they're booking the people, wins and losses, I don't care. We didn't get 18 million promos. We got 18-minute matches. If this sticks around, who knows? It's better now. I don't know, man. I don't I don't necessarily agree because Oh, Alistair Black. The Alistair Black um I would call them Uha Nation. Whatever. Fuck it. Uha Nation match was really good. Yeah, it was good. But uh, see, I think they're they're trying to like right now they're like they're trying to plug holes. Like they're trying to fill television. Is the reason why you're getting 18 minute matches. When this pandemic subsides, we're gonna go back to the bullshit immediately. Like very possible. But their roster will be smaller. You can't go back to bullshit too much. Yeah, you can't. I mean, still got still time. The roster's smaller, but it's not like those guys were working that were getting cut. They weren't doing shit. So it's like it doesn't really matter. You're cutting guys that like Rusev wasn't on TV for what? He didn't do WrestleMania. He was on TV for like two months. At least, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, they weren't on TV. The Colognes, when's the last time they've wrestled? So all you're really doing is getting rid of people that were doing the uh, the split brand house shows and uh, main event. So that doesn't that doesn't really mean anything. So I don't necessarily see like any big changes coming. The only th- way that big changes will come is if. Like the indies and AEW continue to push them. In New Japan, they push them to make a change. Because right now, they're still... I mean, it's slowly happening. Because yeah. this man, like, he, he sent NXT after AEW to kill AEW. And that's not working. Well, AEW, unfortunately, their ratings have gone down in the past, what, four weeks? I hope it really takes an uptick, man. I don't think there's anything to worry about there because it's like... Okay. AEW, like, it's a it's a pandemic. Like, nobody's doing, like, popping big numbers, right? But before this was happening, they were doing shows with people there. AEW was doing well. It's, it, bottom line is... Yeah, NXT, close to the middle. Yeah, bottom, NXT wasn't killing AEW the way I think Vincent Man hoped it would. So, oh, no. so it's like they have to work hard. Like, they, they have to work. And when you force people to work, it's it's a challenge. And now if these, these talent, if this talent helps somewhere else... And helps build another brand, maybe. I don't know. Maybe GCW starts coming up. Who knows? That's the only way things are going to change. Like this, Vince is still old and senile as fuck. He's still going to do the same ass fart and poop jokes. He's still going to do the dumb ass. He's going to push Roman to the moon. It's going to be the same shit. Like nothing's really going to change. Yeah, we're getting these matches now, but it's because they got to fill three hours of television. That's it. Yeah. I mean, again, with a limited roster, you're always going to have to fill three hours of television. Right? Like, you, you, the fluff is going to be gone. You can only parade so many people through if your roster's cut down. You're going to have to give these people more time. We'll see. 
Because if you don't believe in them, you just don't believe in them. Because granted, they cut a lot of talent. They still have a ton more. <laughs> like yeah, there's still a they, ton of people. And they have to show. They have to show it. Like that's that's the key. Like you can't just keep parading Goldberg out there for twenty mil a pop. Well, if Saudi says so, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean that's a whole different bag. That ain't their bag. But I understand that. But like him becoming your champion and dropping the belt to fucking Braun Strowman makes no sense. But they're, they're gonna continue to do shit like that. It's not going to change. That's that's the point. It's not. They're still gonna do that dumb shit. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is going to change there at all. It's a cold world, man. Cold world. Uh, one thing we could see financially change for him is the possibility of other promotions trying to piggyback off of their wave of becoming an essential business. Now, whether other promotions can be labeled an essential business, I don't know. Um, Florida opened it up to all sports, I think. Not just the WWE, but that still doesn't mean you have a venue to host in. The WWE just happens to have a venue in Florida. Do you think UFC boxing promoters... Do you think they start reaching out to the WWE in regards to using their venue and taking advantage of this Florida law? Because let's be real, Florida ain't give a fuck about this from the get. So do you think like they they take that step and say, you know what? I, I think we can, you know, throw throw Vinnie Mac a little cash on the side to use the PC once a week. Um, I doubt it. Two reasons, because one, with WWE, it's like like, Bob Aaron was talking about this today. It's like, oh, you know, having fighters cheering top-ranked gym and possibly doing events. Like, but you got to control who comes in and out. If you start allowing other promotions to bring their fighters and their cut men and whatever into your venue, now you're just contaminating your building. And if somebody has it, then everybody's going to get shut down. So, I don't think... I think somebody will try maybe to follow the lead of doing an event in Florida. Maybe. But I don't think people are going to use the PC. I think it's just way too risky to allow a bunch of other people that you don't know to come in there and dirty up your shit. And, <laughs> like, and then ruin what you guys are doing because right now you're an essential business, quote unquote, to fill a quota on for live television to get another $200 million out of your contract uh, with Fox. So you don't want to do anything that's going to get in the way of that. And I don't think whatever, like a couple million dollars paid by the UFC or boxing, and then you fuck around and some dude shows up and your place is contaminated. Now you can't do live shows and now you're out of this $250 million and you're pissed off. Fox is pissed off at you for doing something stupid. I don't think they're going to risk that. For being greedy. Yeah. What did DMX say? Stop being greedy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't, can't risk the guaranteed bag for a potential bigger bag. Um, talking about that then Dana Dana White UFC it looks like we're getting UFC 250 250? yeah 250 yeah. on Fight Island allegedly one what are your thoughts on this Fight Island shit you flying out there? fuck no listen I got I got interviewed um, <laughs> it's an island though I'm, I'm just saying it's an I island I don't give a shit you, you know where Firefest was on an island Oh, that's very true. So I, I did a, if anybody saw, I did a chat with John Morgan from MMA Junkie, uh, Dave Meltzer, and Kevin Ioli. And we discussed, like, the UFC and what's going on. And Ioli asked the question is if I would have went to 249, if it was going to happen at um, 
Tai Chi Palace. And I was like, fuck no. Now, funny thing was, like, Kevin said he was going. John said he was going. Melissa said he wasn't going. Uh, if it was going, if it would have happened, would we have went? And Ali's rationale was, it's a story, right? My rationale is, I've got a family. And it's just, not, it ain't that serious. Like, the reality yeah. is, as, as fun it is to go out and cover these events and do media days and all that shit, I can do this shit at home if I really needed to. And, yeah, it's cool to do face-to-face with people and do media days and be around, but it ain't that serious. And I, I just, like, Fight Island? Fuck that. Because, one, I got to get there, right? And I, I'm sure that's not going to be free. Two, I got to figure out where I'm staying. And then three, I got to find a way to make sure I don't get sick and bring it home. <laughs> like, because, dude, ultimately... That's again, the toughest part. Like I keep saying, like, when people talk about themselves, I didn't get sick. It ain't about you. It's about you getting somebody else sick and them getting somebody else sick. The way you flatten the curve is by not spreading the virus. So if you are sick or you're showing signs, you stay home. If a bunch of people travel to Fight Island and all these people don't live in the same place... They all go home to the fifth, like, what is it, maybe like 10 different states. And mm-hmm. let's just say they all got sick and they all contaminate. Th- th- we're going to spike again. So it's better to stay the fuck home. And, like, is it a story to cover the event? Sure. It's also a story to go cover a war. And I'm good. When things are blowing up, I don't need to write about <laughs> this shit. I watch it on TV. I'm straight. I don't need all that. But other people don't mind it. And more power to you if that's you. Like John Morgan. He's got a, he's got kids and he's got a wife and his wife I guess he said his wife laid down like rules like if you're you got to be quarantined and all this look I don't want to be away from my daughter not for no fucking fight so I'm all right so 250 is at Fight Island wherever the hell it's at I'm not going not interested it's just not that serious to me yo that's that's real I didn't even think about that like I guess you would have to come home and kind of be quarantined. Yeah, like who wants to who wants to roll the dice on that? Not me. Yeah, Fight Island though. The Fight Island. I mean, that it's like being a journalist covering Mortal Kombat. I get stupid. it. It's, so stupid. It, it's one of those things we'll never see again. Hopefully, knock on wood. I, yeah, it's just I'm I'm just not interested. Not like Fight Island, like Firefest, because where are they gonna put everybody? Like, I don't know, man. And I know it's like, yeah, you'd be cool with Dana. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck about being... If anybody's noticed, I don't give a shit about being cool with anybody in this business. As a <laughs> I don't care. I make my money. I do what I do. My check is the same whether I go to a fight or not in under these circumstances. So, no, I don't give a shit. It's, somebody can tell me that story. I've done a lot of shit in my life. Getting sick and dying is one I will stray away from. <laughs> that's, that's real. Um... I mean, everyone that knows you knows that's that's oh so real. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm it's it's tempting, but no, you made a good case to say, yeah, hell no, nah, why why risk it? What that's if the fights suck? <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, anybody oh, these fights. Right? Okay, let's see. Good mention the proposed fights for this next UFC card on May 9th. Ferguson versus Gaethje, interim title. Still doing this. Gonna suck? It shouldn't suck, but my... But All right. Wait, wait, wait. So, Hudo versus Crew. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm about to say. These fights are gonna look really good on paper, but you remember that uh, uh, Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou fight that we were all like, that heavyweight t- fight can't miss. And it was like the worst fight ever. 
Yeah. You never know until these things play out. Of course, I want to go. Like, I want to see these fights. It's great to see them in person, but you can go ahead with the rest of the lineup. I'm just, it's never that serious. <laughs> uh, Cejudo versus Cruz. I can't make sense of this. Like, if either. Cejudo can't fight Aldo, why isn't he fighting one of the legit contenders? Dog. Dominic Cruz ain't fighting two and a half years. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That ass, like, like, two and a half years into a title fight? Dude. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw that, and Cejudo's, like, demanding what Jose Aldo is doing. It's like, dude. No. Dominic Cruz, look, I thought Dominic Cruz is always a pound-for-pound guy, but, like, injuries, like, come on, man. Why do we have rankings if we're going to do this shit? That's a good question. Aren't you on the rankings board? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how, what the fuck am I voting for? I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It's just whatever. They just do what, they, do what It's like, do what you want, because you're not going to listen to me anyway, so, all right. Yeah, that is very weird. I, listen, he's just... Jumped into the title picture. Um, Amanda Nunez versus Spencer. I mean... 145 title. Felicia's tough as hell. But, come on. <laughs> like, is it, you really... FYI, if there's a time to catch Amanda, this is now the time. Yeah, of Get course. Get her while she's not training all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. Because whoever wins and loses, there's like an asterisk there. Because you can't feel comfortable because you don't believe... Like, beating Justin Gaethje, if you're Tony Ferguson... Like, Tony Ferguson, you know, he just tosses around tires and shit for his training because he's a weirdo. But just in case he didn't have a real camp. And it's like, can you really take solace knowing that a lot of these guys are going to win or lose with, without having their best camps? Yeah, it goes down the record books as a win or loss, but it just kind of feels weird, right? To beat a guy on, like, short notice like that. Well, when it, when it was supposed to happen. Or beating somebody that you know isn't able to train properly. Like, why are we doing this shit? Oh yeah, no, it's completely weird, right? Like it's it's very different. But I mean, you, you a win is a win. Yeah. At the end of the day, a win like, is a win, can, but a loss fucking hurts. <laughs> like you, you lose a fight. Like, like for Dominic Cruz, there's no lo- no loss in this. You haven't fought in forever. Fuck it. It's only a win possibility. Yeah, it just sucks, man. Because like, okay, if Cejudo loses. He's going to have all the excuses in the world. Like, have we... Have, then you got to do an immediate rematch. That's what I'm saying. It just mucks things up. Like, listening... Because Deontay Wilder is still going on, right? Like, Deontay Wilder has not shut up about losing to Tyson Fury yet. And no. at a certain point, you're just like, come on, dog. I don't want to hear it anymore. You lost. You lost. There's no excuses. And every fighter in on this particular card... Is gonna have an excuse. Everybody that loses, because initially they'll say, because what'll happen is just like every fight, they they go there's like you know they always interview the loser, which is absolutely pointless sometimes. And it's like, hey loser, you just lost a fight. What happened? And what do they say? I don't mean to make no excuses, but that's a fucking excuse, and you're about to make one. That's what you do when you're about to make an excuse. And this is the perfect fight to say, I don't mean to make no excuses, but I was training in the living room, my dogs were jumping on me, and like my kids were around, so I couldn't have a full camp. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Pretty much. And a lot of people are going to want to run it back because of that. Yeah, so it's like, why even do it? <sighs> because they can. Mm-hmm. At this point, that's the only thing that explains Dana White, right? Yeah. Why do it? Because you can. Hmm. 
I mean, there, there's no other good <laughs> rationale behind it. Um, some of the other good fights, though, Nganu versus Roizenstruck, uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Qatar, Pettis versus Cerrone, at welterweight. It's interesting. Sure, whatever. Uh, DeCasho versus Hardy. Greg Hardy's down the fight. Of course he is. You you know that one. Um, Olenek versus Verdum. Carlos Esparza versus Michelle Warderson. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Jacare. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the thing. I didn't know Uriah Hall was still fighting. So here's my question: Is the card really that good? Oh yeah. Is it? Three title fights, Ngannou in the fourth spot, Pettis, Cerrone. Cerrone just came off main eventing. I'm just saying, is it that good? Verdum, Olenek on the, on the pre-show? Esparza, I mean, Watterson on a pre-show? Yeah, it's but I'm pretty saying, damn good. It, it's a good card, but we've seen really good cards without coronavirus, right? That's yeah, I mean, is, is it necessary? That's what I'm saying. It's not like you can... No. I get it. Again... Being somebody who covers combat sports for a living, I get it because, you know, working at the zone and in sporting news, like without live sports, numbers are trash. Because we like ESPN, I'm sure you guys aren't doing like tremendous numbers. There's nothing really to talk about. So a live event. We just did horse, sir. We just did horse. I'm saying so they'll, they'll do great for you. But at the same time, it's like a lot of shit can wait. It doesn't really need to happen. It's not like to do it to go through the links of doing it on an island and all this fuck shit because that's what it is a bunch of fuck shit and like Cejudo and Cruz like whatever like Cejudo and Cruz like really is anybody really clamoring for that fight anybody no I I didn't know Cruz was even open to fighting right that's that's what I'm saying it's like nobody like this isn't the car like for what it's worth. If it was Khabib and Ferguson, I would get it because everybody's waiting for that fight. Everybody. This, on the other hand, I just don't see like this doing like these huge pay-per-view numbers. One, because everybody's fucking broke. Unless you're gonna go running around spending this the, your uh, your stimulus check on a seventy dollars pay-per-view. Talk about that stimulus check, boy. That was a Walmart next show on Monday. We gotta talk about that. Oh, it was it was going up in Walmart on a Tuesday. Yes. Anyway, but it's <laughs> our like, people must do better. Yeah. Yeah. Period. But it's like why? Like people don't have the income to be buying pay per view, so people are gonna steal that shit. And then, I mean, the cards just—it's not that amazing. Like hardcores want to see Gaethje and Ferguson, right? Because let's be mm-hmm. honest, Ferguson is not a household name. Khabib was in that fight, and the story behind it made it a big fight, kind of like what Masvidal became when he fought Nate Diaz. It was really Nate Diaz that, that was the name coming into that fight. Because Masvidal, prior to that, he had to kill Ben Askren. But nobody's really talking about Masvidal like that. So this card, is it like is it going to do a million pay-per-views? No. Does it even do half a million? Probably not. No. No, like half a million in this climate. How? You can't. If Wilder Fury couldn't do a million with Super Bowl ass... You're talking about selling broke people to buy a pay-per-view with a bunch of guys that they're like, don't know. It's, this is not a casual fan's car. It's just something to do when you're bored, but you're broke, so you can't do it. So you're going to steal it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, if you're really going to do this, put it on ESPN. This shouldn't even be a pay-per-view, to be honest with you. 
Oh, I I mean that'd be dope. You like, you do numbers on ESPN. What, like you want to give back to the fans who have stood by you through all this shit and have been rooting for you to make bad decisions by putting this card on. Give them the car for free. Don't make them pay seventy dollars. That's fucking irresponsible. It's also big business, so I get why they're doing it. I just don't agree with it. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you can sell enough ad revenue to kind of offset. I, I don't know the inner workings of that. Like, what's the offset point of ad revenue if you're only going to do two hundred thousand pay per view buys? You know, like, would you get more ad revenue if you're going to do? As stars as people are for sports, is it a weird estimate to go 8 million viewers? I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like 8 million might be doable. Fuck, what's that? An, an episode of American Idol? Yeah, like, I, you can do 8 million views. No one got shit else. <laughs> I feel like the ad space, that's a playoff game. Ad, the ad revenue may be able to offset that. So, I don't know, it's it's crazy. But people are willing to try crazy shit. Um, before we get out of here, let's just run through real quick a quick recap of wrestling this week. Um, Raw and SmackDown, like we touched on earlier, had more actual wrestling. We're getting women Money in the Bank qualifiers, and that's including Kari Sane getting squashed by Nia Jax. See what I mean? This is shit I'm talking about. She gotta be leaving, right? No, I don't know. I don't know whether she's leaving or not. She's been eating pins forever. She's too good for this. Like, I didn't expect her to beat Nia Jax, but I didn't expect her to just, like, she just continues to lose. So, okay. Which is the opposite of Asuka. It is. Who is on fire, who also qualified for the match. Um, I forgot who the third woman on Raw was that qualified. Uh, uh, I don't Riot? Riot lost. I no, she lost to Oscar. To Oscar. Um, yeah, don't know what the third one is. Whatever. If I can't remember, probably won't win. Oh, Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, cause she uh, she DQ'd Pro- herself. That's right. Yeah. Probably will win. Mm. And then, yeah. um, what else do we have? We had Zelina Vega stable being built. Looks like Austin Theory is staying for the time being. Yeah. Which I mean, fuck it. The kid's twenty one. At least he's in a power stable. What am I gonna? Can it be Sammy Guevara, who we'll talk about in a second? Maybe. I don't know, man. I still have issues with this because Vince like, looks good. It, man. it looks good. It looks a lot of good. things look good at first. Upon inception, everything looks great. Then <laughs> it starts true. to be booked, and then you're like, "Holy shit, they're doing it wrong." So if they do this right, it'd be great. I just don't trust them. And it's because of the track record. It's not like... Like, people would be like, you're just shooting on WWE. No, they have a track record of fucking things up. So, hopefully, I'm wrong. Because this... Somebody called this, like, Lawson Cogrenables Day America or some shit. And I was like, mm, Yeah. Okay. I mean, ROH did it. No one complained. Yeah, I, I mean, just, just make it good. And stick to it. Like, if these guys are doing good shit, alright, cool. But if, they, if they're an afterthought, like the War Raiders, remember those guys? Then I don't care. <laughs> the War Raiders just won on this episode of Raw. They weren't on Hulu. Really? Them versus uh, Ricochet? Nope. That match was not on Hulu. Oh, that wasn't a bad Speaking match. Speaking of Hulu, real quick before we go down the rest of the Raw and Smack and Raw in NXT. 
I I watched the live version of Raw, and then I transitioned over to Hulu when I went upstairs to my office. Mm-hmm. I was watching the live version of Raw, and I heard Jerry Lawler call uh, a ramen moonsault. A ramen moonsault. Why the fuck is this guy still working? Yeah. Like, they just like, yo, we're just going to delete this and hope no one notices. Yeah, they edited it out of the Hulu because I, I went upstairs and I watched the Hulu broadcast and it was it was on that match. And, it, and he's like, oh, he didn't say Rami Moonsault. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking and I'm like, yo, you guys just got rid of like Dio Madden and had like, and like Lesnar crush him. Anybody would be better than Lawler right now. Lawler just hasn't been good on commentary since like the Attitude Era, if we want to keep it funky. No, you're completely right. So what the hell? Like what what is this? What why? Of all the people to bring back, even JBL did better during Mania than Lawler's been doing. That's ridiculous. It's it's dumb. No, it's dumb. no one's calling for Lawler to necessarily be on commentary. Like is he putting butts in the seats? Isn't that the the end all be all of this? Do you put butts in the seats? I don't know what I don't know what the end game is here, but they're just doing shit. They are just doing shit. That's what it should be called, just doing shit. So I, I, I don't get it. That When I saw that and I watched it, I was like, did he just say that? And then I went upstairs, I was like, wait, they took it off. And they legitimately took it off. They took it off. Because of it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but that means, it's like, damn, man, does that mean, like, get his ass off of television? Because, look, we had to ride on Cornette when he said it, and it was a much smaller broadcast. We had to ride on Cornette. Got to do the same to Lawler. Like, you can't just let this shit slide. That ain't cool. Nah. Someone put together a crazy compilation of him just saying wild shit, too. Yeah. Which, uh, a lot of it is just anti-Asian. Which is ridiculous. Um, What else do we have? Okay, so we had that. Oh, Seth Rollins attacks Drew McIntyre. Seth Rollins. Good first feud? uh, He's going to lose, but... um... Yeah, I mean, it's a, good, it's a good first feud. Rollins is good. He's going to make you look like a million bucks. Although we've seen this feud already. But alas. Really? Yeah, they feuded like last year. They've done this. Oh, feud. I think so. But like Dolph Ziggler was involved and it was like yeah, an icy title. Or the something. roles were reversed. Like McIntyre was a heel and Rollins was a babyface. So, I mean, cool. It's a good feud. I, I'm not mad at this feud at all. Um, I kind of hated that it came at the expense of Andrade. In that match? Because it's like they just jumped him and it was like, all right, then peace. And left it to Seth Rollins. And I was like, well, is Seth going to take on this stable? Because I don't know what's going on with Seth's stable. They don't even talk about him anymore. No, what's his face got hurt and then that was the end of it. Yeah, I mean, you should at least talk about it. Like, yeah. even when Evolution, when Batista got hurt, they still talked about Batista until he came back. They are not even mentioning the stable. Like, they don't even exist anymore. That's whack. Like, they were really onto something with him, I thought. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. When they're onto something, they just fuck it. They just give up. <laughs> Quick, fast. And then, uh, so we have that. Then switching over to, well, SmackDown hasn't aired yet. We talked about SmackDown already. AEW started off with a Jake the Snake promo. And for the life of me, I can never forget, remember this big guy's name. What is Jake the Snake's guy's name? Ooh, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Thank you. I just know in New Japan he had the fucking red hair and had a couple of good matches. I'm not on the Lance Archer wave. Shout out to everyone who is. Beating people up in his backyard is pretty funny, but outside of that, I'm not like uh, like super into it. That being said, he wins his first round matchup. 
people are looking at him as the favorite to win this title. You're still against that, right? Especially when we see Sammy Guevara wrestling later on. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like I said last week, I get it. If he would win it, I wouldn't be mad at it because I understand it. Because if you build him up to be a monster and he holds that title for a while, whoever takes it off him, their stock is raised. And the title means something. But I really think somebody like, it would be great for somebody like Sammy Guevara. Because, like I said, he can stop eating pins. He can be a champion. He can do something. And he's just really fucking good. And he's funny. The Bubbly Bunch, it's good stuff. Yo, that was a good promo. Um, I, I would like to see LAX wrestle. I know, it would be nice, right? <laughs> but, yeah, not, not together. We've seen, like, solo stuff to propel the feud. But we, we haven't seen anything outside of that. So, all right, whatevs. And then Moxley versus Swagger to close out the show. Whatever. She was, like, long. It was, it was, it was okay. Uh, it was, Jim Ross made a funny observation during the match, and it made me laugh. He was like, if there's nobody here, why are there chairs? And I was like, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good observation, Jim. Yeah. Chairs and entrance of the guard ramps. Yeah. I like, thought, what are you guarding? Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Other than that, that I mean, the match wasn't what it was. Uh, I wasn't. No. It wasn't that good. Those matches just don't work with the empty arena. I feel like we can just chalk that up. We saw Edge versus Orton. We saw Ciampa, Gargano, and now we saw this. It just doesn't hit the same. Nice. I mean, again, I get why they're doing it because that feud has to happen. And it's somebody for, you know, for Moxley to beat while we're waiting for somebody to emerge as the number one contender. But, yeah, about midway through the match, I was like, all right, this is too long. Let's move on. <laughs> he just got bored with it. Yeah, got through. Bored with it. All right. And then um, NXT, to wrap it up, we had three major points, Dream versus Balor. I, I guess Balor has to transition into something because Walter can't get out of the UK. Dude. I, I I just don't know. Dream didn't have a blow-off with Cole, so are you just making this a triple threat now? It's probably like a number one contender match is what it's going to probably end up being. No, because then what if Balor wins? Now it's supposed to be your next program. Dream just goes to shit. Right, This like, and here is, lies my point. When you have programs that are no longer happening because of, you know, the travel ban and people can't move, like, for instance, Matt Riddle introducing Timothy Thatcher because Pete Dunne can't wrestle. Yeah. Just don't have the I, fucking match. I thought match. that was cool, though. I, but for me, it's like, just don't have the match. Like, Dream and Cole, like, to move in a different direction, I don't, I don't know, man, like... Sometimes it's better to not do things and then either play it out through videos or promos and then revisit it than to just kind of move in a different direction that has a lot less heat. Not saying Dream and Balor has a lot less heat, but somebody has to lose. And I feel like Balor losing would just not be a good idea, in my opinion. Because I can't for the life of me figure out what what Finn Balor is. And I I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. Because he was a heel. And then he kicked Gargano. Well, he's a face. Kicked Gargano in the face. Then he became a heel. And then wrestling Walter, it's like, well, then you're kind of like the babyface again. I don't know. Really? Nah, he's still got to be a heel. But I'm, I'm saying, like, him against Walter, he would have probably been the babyface because he's been playing, like, he's been playing, like, the mad babyface role. Like, he's not, like, the ultra babyface, the white meat babyface. He's, like, a babyface with an edge against yeah. Imperium, right? Because Imperium's the heels. Like, that's obvious. That, yeah, they have a million people they're throwing at him. 
Yeah, so that, that makes yeah. Ballad of the Babyface. But then you exit this and you go into the, with the dream, and I'm like, well, I guess you're still a heel, but I'm not buying it because uh, Velveteen Dream is not necessarily a babyface. I like it's it's a weird feud to have right now, and I don't know about you, but I feel like Ballad's gonna eat his ass up in the ring. Something about the dream is starting to bother me where it's like more gimmick than it is wrestling. No, oh, come on. Like, listen, he hasn't. He's wrestled once in like a year. And, that's and what I'm that cage match was good I would, with I Roddy. Mean, it, he, he's it not going to get eaten up. He, he looked a step slow. The man's wrestled once in a year. Well, that's so, why. yeah, no, he's, he's not going to be crisp like he was. When you were like, shit, this guy can go. He's not as big. You look at his muscle mass, he's like deflated some. But that's, that was that's my point. Like, listen, I said it before. I've never been high on the Dream's work right now. I still think he's got a lot of growing to do. I don't think he's bad by any means. I still think he's young. And there's a lot of things he does where, where you watch him wrestling. He's like, he can sharpen that up. There's, there's moments yeah. where he can be a little sloppy or whatever. And it's like, well, if you're putting him into the title picture, you're basically saying we believe in you now. And I still think it's kind of, I don't want to say it's early for him, but I feel like there's... The t- he's the, been around for so long. Yeah, but Granted, he's 24, 25, but he's been around for so long that you got to kind of filter him in and out of that title picture. But what I'm, the point I'm saying is, is that with somebody like Dream, the injuries haven't helped. So it's no. like if he's going to carry your title, like in NXT is a program that's it's an, it's about work rate. Right. Yep. Ultimately, can you keep it up? Because Adam Cole has shown he can keep it up. He yeah. can go. Can Dream keep it up? I don't know. I'm not. Again, I'm not saying. I don't he's think a bad he beats Cole. I just think he's another, the next guy to lose to Cole. Maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what they're doing. Maybe that's a good I, thing. I really, I really would have preferred him if he was going to lose. I prefer him to lose to Keith Lee and make that a program, and it would have been fresh and dope. Maybe have him, like, you know, just, just mess with Keith Lee and try to get under his skin and bring out a more violent side of Keith Lee. Maybe, I, I don't know. I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. Like, all I yeah. say, I thought NXT this week was actually a pretty good show. Um, I'm, I'm a little... We'll talk about Cross in a second, but Thatcher is a weird one to me, man. Yo, it, it doesn't come across as dope without the crowd. That's a guy that the crowd puts over in the debut to make you feel something. Him showing up, and I liked he looked like a, a you know a crazy Boston hooligan type dude. And I've seen him work other places, but if people haven't, it's very odd to debut him to a place with no fans. Yeah, and it's just he's a guy who is very methodical. His wrestling yeah. is very niche. Like Biff Busick, Biff Busick is in that same category, right? Uh, I think Thatcher's a lot slower what is, and methodical. What's his name? Now I I don't remember Oni his name on Oni Lorkin. Yeah, Oni Lorkin. He like he has another gear. Like Thatcher wrestles very methodical submission style wrestling. Like very technical. like Zack Saber Junior. Uh, not not re- <laughs> yeah, but it's but again like but how, no more brawling though. It's less it's less pretty. Yeah, so it's like how does this work in NXT in I don't know. I like. I'm, I'm, I, I thought. I thought he was going to the UK, but maybe he just can't get over there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how they work with him. I'm very curious. Yeah, like, cause he was an original member of Imperium, I believe. Yeah. So to have him go over there and be Walter's feud, 
with that history and those fans knowing it would be amazing. Yeah. And, and that'd be a really good way to introduce him and all that stuff. But I think he might have just got stuck here. So you use him temporarily, but ship him over there after because him versus Walter would be fucking nuts. Um, and then, yeah, you, you hinted at it. I thought it was going to end with that tag match. And then they're like, yo, we still have Ciampa addressing Johnny Gargano. And you have Ciampa there saying, you know what? I'm done with this, Johnny. I'm done with you. I'm done with Candice. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. They're not dragging this on. And you don't know necessarily where it's going until Ciampa just gets snatched up, yoked up from behind. And we get the official camera debut of Kevin Cross, a.k.a. Killer Cross, a.k.a. Carrion Cross now. I hate the name. And for, listen, for people complaining, Killer Cross was fucking stupid at first, too. Like, to go from Kevin Cross to Killer Cross, I was like, this is dumb as fuck. I never thought But is he dumb. a comic book guy? Like, Killer Cross wasn't the greatest name. His character work made Killer Cross explode. Kevin Cross was probably his best iteration, and that's his name. They weren't going to let him keep it. I like Killer Cross. I don't know about you. I like that name. That shit makes no sense either. He made it make sense. He's that good. He's a killer. You can name him anything. It makes perfect sense. He's a killer. Killer Cross. Carry On Cross, on the other hand, is like, uh, okay. Carry On Cross doesn't sound bad at all. Carry On Cross sounds like the motherfucker in a video game who's literally going to kill you. I mean... Like, people are acting like it's a dumb name. It's not a dumb name. You put Carry On Cross in every any movie... Action movie, you'd be like, yo, this guy's pretty fucking badass. I like. It's not all, they've had worse names. I like Killer Cross, but who cares? Because he's he, this is a guy. The, the bottom line is, you can't fuck this up. You can't. Like, like we said that about Matt Riddle. And they kind of I don't know. <laughs> like, listen, I'm, I'm pessimistic. The jury's out on that one still, right? Like, it's it's way too slow with Matt Riddle. It should have been instant catch fire, easy go. I don't know what the fuck went wrong there. They got time. Killer Cross or Corian Cross, you can't fuck him up at all. He's too Shout out to Big Mac for calling it five years ago. Yeah, he, he's too damn good. Like, you look at him, he's like, he's a million bucks. He's yep. a million bucks, man. You can't miss and this. And FSW thing. in Vegas, he was a million bucks. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's that good. So, yes, him and Jampa is going to be, I figure, is going to be a fantastic feud. Um yep. He's, I mean, he's got the You look. get Scarlet with him, which was the second reveal, which was really dope, because you see her heels by Ciampa's face. So pairing them is like, cool, you're letting them do their thing. Yeah, I, I, I can't, this, this is a can't-miss guy. This is a, no. I just, if you mess this up, like, listen, you messed up Rusev, you messed up a lot of things. NXT didn't mess that no, up, though. But NXT actually is pretty good at getting the right guys over. And yeah. this guy, that this is the guy. Period. This is it. Like this, if there's if there's someone to beat Cole, this is probably going to be that guy. I mean, I, I think it'll be off Cole by the time he gets there. But either way. Regardless. He's just. Like, he's. Yeah. <sighs> like, because you look at guys like Ricochet and you go, ah, I can't cut a promo. And you look at a guy like Kushida and you're like, ah, they probably don't believe in him. Or you look at a guy like, uh, I mean, even even Robert Roode, Bobby Roode or whatever, like even you looked at him as like, ah, he's an okay worker. Yeah. But he's yeah, got like yeah, a great kind of entrance. False flag. And, and it made, yeah. like, they still made all these things work, right? Yeah. Matt Riddle. It's like his promos are kind of weird. Yeah. You know, he's he's the high guy like RVD used to be. Yeah. Um, but you look at Cross and the package is already there. 
the look, the style, the promo, the girl. If you mess this up, you, just you can't mess it up. No. Like it's <laughs> Cross is Vince McMahon's wet dream. He's a guy who looks like Randy Orton, an incredible heel who can talk his ass off. Oh, by the way, he has a smoking hot blonde with him at all times. Who dresses in dominatrix gear? Like this this is like this is easy. I pray to God Vince don't got the time to look at NXT. Yeah. Cause you're talking about like, okay, he took up Austin Theory. He brought up Austin Theory because Triple H hid Killer Cross from him. I'm convinced. Cause there's no way Vince looks at this guy and doesn't go, What the fuck? I don't know, Vince. The, is, the whole package is there. Vince is still a very like Braun Strowman. Like you pair someone with a blonde, you have his attention. I don't know. It's, it's, it's that it's that first like it's the Django line. Like you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Like Killer Cross. Like oh, I like his look. You have my attention. Oh, he comes with a smoking hot blonde. Now you have my curiosity. I just, <laughs> like right. I don't know if the style like, is something that Vince likes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like Cross can wrestle. Yeah. So he's gonna beat the shit out of people. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I I mean ultimately it's gonna be fun. This this is a great first feud for him. Because Chamba doesn't need to win. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. This, this is how you really get crossover, too. Yep. So everything and, here and says this should work. The only thing that's getting I, in the I way is so. the WWE. And hopefully, like, again, they fucked this up. It's like, all right, I give up with you guys. <laughs> They're not fucking this up yet. NXT isn't messing this up. Um, yeah, man, so that's... That's pretty much our show for this week. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back over the weekend recording, bringing you a new episode next Monday. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network. You guys can find us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore. Me at Kel Dansby. Him at Andreas Hale. Man, it was a fun show. It went by really fast. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Until next week, we're out. Peace. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.